0: To Expounded Universe, Season 5, Episode 12. The Ultimate Success of Venus and Frode. The book Red Harvest by Joe Schreiber. The year 2012. Chapters 43 through 46 with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. Give me a big old teased hair, Darth. I feel like he might be a little on the anime side. He's a little anime. Let me ask you a question, John. How you doing? No, we're not doing that fitting. It's real weird, but I'm still thing-bagging him. No, you, you see, because it, it it sounds like penis and chode. Is that <laughs> Oh, is that is that what we're doing? We're just gonna go straight in from that. That's 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 where we're coming in, yeah. That's oh, the okay. that's gonna be You're not the- even you're not even gonna be like, hey, welcome to Expounded Universe. Listen Hi, welcome to Expounded description, eh? uh, I'm trying, you're oh, stopping me. Why yeah, stopping well, me? why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? All right, here we Why go. Why don't you do it? On three. You quit hitting yourself. <laughs> Welcome to Expounded Universe. You going to cry? Baby going to cry? <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going to cry at some point. I mean, in my life, if maybe. You keep, if you keep needling me like this, yeah, I'm a little emotionally <laughs> raw at the moment. I'm, I'm a new dad. Everything sets me off. Everything sets Everything. me off. Dude, I can't even watch Steven Universe anymore. Oh, no. It's too much about that. What da- a shame. Too much of it is about dads. So much about dads. There's a little bit about dads. There's a lot about moms, too. It's a good show. You should watch check it out. Yeah, I am not. You should. You should try. I'm not going it. Try to. I've seen like three episodes of Steven Universe, and I've got all I need. No, it's a, it's a, it's a story show. So there's a lot you got to pick up from watching. Uh-huh. It. It's not episodic. It's not like The Simpsons or something. <laughs> Indeed, you, you, you got to watch all of it, John. You have to watch all seven thousand episodes, and after each one, you got to come to my Discord. <laughs> <laughs> after each one. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars Novel Discussion Podcast, featuring me, Jeff, and also starring John. Yay! As the commissioner. Ah! You get, you get both. You get an and also, John, <laughs> yeah. as the commissioner. You get the and also at the end. That's how you know you had a real good agent. Or, yeah, well, you had an agent at all. If you had a really good agent, you would have been first, John. But you didn't. So you get you get that and, and, and also you get your name, your uh, character name in the t- titles. Hell yeah. That's pretty good for you. As the commish. The commish. Mm-hmm. Are you a commissioner of the police or like of baseball or something? What are we doing here? Oh, all of it. Are you I'm the commission? <laughs> I'm the commissioner of all baseball and police. I'm the commissioner of what have you? I'm the space commissioner. <laughs> space commission. You wreck 20 space cars. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The space mayor's breathing down my neck. <laughs> But space chief, we got results. (laughs) We got space (laughs) results. Oh, I don't want to lean into the joke too Oh, hold on. Well, no, that's 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 too far. Too far. That's a space bridge too far, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I should have had a space bridge over these troubled waters. (laughs) Sorry. Troubled space waters. (laughs) Troubled meteors. Uh, I love this space instead of any kind of like, even when there's an obvious parallel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best part. Like, you could have a bridge over this troubled nebula or something, but no, it's just space water. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to do with dumb <laughs> sci-fi nonsense, is to just put space in front of things and let it be. And then for fantasy stuff, you just put an apostrophe after the first vowel in any given word, and you're fine. Yeah, I mean, for fantasy stuff, you're just like, all right, let's take the word, remove some letters, put some apostrophes, and we're good. How do you spell sword? O- S-W-A-R-D-E. <laughs> Svarda. Svarda. <laughs> also, apostrophe at the end there, so you're not sure if it's possessive or not. <laughs> oh, it's possessed. <laughs> so, we're doing chapters 43 through 46 of Red Harvest. This is the ultimate chapter. We're done here. This is the end. Yeah, and the penultimate chapter is in here, too. 45, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've reached the end of, a, of what was actually a pretty good Star Wars book, so... Our journey through the Old Republic zombie adventure... Which I was really expecting to be just terrible. I don't know what I was expecting with the idea of this is a Old Republic prequel book because the book that takes place in standard Star Wars time... Is first, I mean, you gotta think about the history of what what has led to this book existing because this is the a novel that's an adaptation of an era that's the expansion of a video game that's an adaptation of an 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 era that's a prequel to the original movies. It's it's so far removed from its original source material. Oh, yeah. there's just, I feel like that's why it's so much better is because it's so far removed mm-hmm. that they weren't beholden to anything. They didn't have to worry about uh, including certain characters or name-dropping certain areas of space. You could just be like, what is this? It's a planet. It doesn't matter. Zombies are happening. Fuck you. Who cares? It's Reading this is kind of like if Terminator 5 was about, like, a scuba diver who researches orcas. You'd <laughs> just be like... <laughs> is it, oh, it's, it's set in the same universe the guy's last name is connor oh does it have anything to do with the terminators or nope nothing at all that that shit does not <laughs> I mean he's got a little robot yeah there's a there's a robot around but no one terminates so there's no time travel <laughs> there's no termination here and, and then you're reading like wow this book is actually really good man it's so interesting all of his interactions with these orcas yeah i can't wait to learn more about uh, demetrius connor and his, his orca studies <laughs> And then there will never be another book about it ever again. <laughs> I mean, granted, there will never be a, a direct sequel to this book, but there is an indirect sequel to this book. Well, there's... Death Troopers is... I is, mean, that's so- not the sequel. This is the sequel, because oh, Death Troopers right. came first. You're right. This is a prequel yeah. to, to Death Troopers. So there will never be more stories for Hestizo Trace. Indeed not. Until she dies. Spoiler alert. I'm oh, kidding. No. I, I'm kidding. She doesn't. She, oh, was, no. I oh, mean, Obviously, oh, she dies before Luke Skywalker comes along. I mean, I mean eventually. This is, this is 3,700 years earlier. But she's a Jedi. Who knows if she really dies or just becomes one of them Force Ghosts? Ooh, she might become a Force Ghost. I don't remember if people from this era know how to do that. Sure they do. Oh, they do. That's right, because you can talk to, like, Ghost Master o in the video game. Yeah. So, all right, that's, yeah, because that, that is a lost art at certain points. There are people who know how to do it, and there are people who don't. For example, Qui-Gon never figured it out. Never quite got there. Yeah, he didn't know how to do it. He was too busy being a weird space racist. Yeah. I love that that is now coming true in life. <laughs> <laughs> that Qui-Gon Jinn is a weird space racist Well, not necessarily, coming true? Not necessarily Qui-Gon, but... But I guess Liam Neeson, I mean, who who's going to be surprised that a 65-year-old man from Belfast has some has a little bit of inbuilt racism, right? Who could have possibly guessed? There's no way. I never would have guessed. <laughs> Why I never. <laughs> uh, okay, so anyhow, uh, got a certain set of prejudices. <laughs> I wandered the streets looking for black men who tried to, try to attack me. I was in Belfast at the time. Never saw one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Yes. This uh, this is ending sort of, I mean, it's still got some action towards the end of it. Oh, we yeah, still have a bit more to go. Oh, it's a zombie here. movies book, so it's got to have a shock scare at the very end. Yeah. Because it's based, It's it's horror tropes. Horror tropes dictate that after everything is over, you get that one last scare. Yeah. You know, you get to see Freddy's hand burst up from the bottom of the f- frame or something. No, you get to see, I don't know. Jason's hand. Burst Jason's up, hand burst, burst up from up the bottom of the frame. I, I'm, I'm sorry. You get to see. Uh, Mike I'm Myers. You get, <laughs> you get to see Christine's hand. <laughs> you get to see Cujo's hand. <laughs> <You> get, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of weird, dumb things. You get to see the Colorado Spaces hand. <laughs> Uh, you get to see a gremlin's hand. <laughs> you get to see a hand solo. <laughs> it's one of those graboids from Tremors' hand. yeah, do they I even remember. have hands? No well, I mean they got tongue no, they thick. never evolved to that. They evolved legs mm-hmm. and wings, but they never got hands oh uh-huh, okay, but they and they got big licky tonguey things yeah, they got licky tongues that yeah. themselves have little grabby bits on the end, which I suppose would be their. They're hand equivalents. Can I I tell you a a dark secret, John? Oh, no. My dark secret. Tell me your dark secret. I have never seen a Tremors movie. That is a shame. And by that, I mean you should see Tremors and none of the other ones. Oh, I've heard that at least one or two of the other ones are good. They're not. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks thanks for your honesty. (laughs) I mean, I've (laughs) seen Tremors I think one through five. (laughs) And nah, not just the first one. Okay. So that's. That's another dark secret for me. There's there's a lot of horror franchises I've never seen anything out of, and Tremors is one of them. Yeah. And I would like to rectify that, because Tremors looks like a fun time. Yeah, it's got Kevin Bacon in it. I love Kevin Bacon. How Although, can you go wrong? I can name, like, two Kevin Bacon movies. I'm the worst about Kevin Bacon. Aww. One of them was Stir of Echoes. That is exactly what I was thinking. Because <laughs> I've only seen bad Kevin Bacon movies. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen, what, Invisible Man? Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Done. Flatliners? Yeah, I'm afraid the other one I thought I had seen that was a Kevin Bacon movie was not, so you it, didn't see it or it wasn't Kevin Bacon? It was wasn't Kevin Bacon. I was thinking of Wild Things. Oh Wild Things, yeah. Yeah, and it's not Kevin Bacon, is it? Oh it is. It is? Oh, okay, good. That's oh, good. Yeah, sure all right, it cool. Is. Why not? Yeah. Uh so all right. In the beginning of chapter 43. In the beginning of this book. <laughs> we take it from the beginning because we've had a good time with this book, so we're just starting over. <laughs> so we meet, we meet, what's his nuts? Uh, Wal Benis or Hestizo Trace. Who do we meet at the no, very beginning? the very first one was oh, the, right. the shitty was, student. It was Jura Ostrogoth and Wim Nictor. Wim Nictor is the very first one we meet in this yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. So Wim Nickter <laughs> So Wim <Wim-Nichter. laughs> No, okay. Uh, he barely Wim killed her. <laughs> He didn't kill anyone. He was a sad little panda. Aww. He never got a kill. although he did. He sure did he fuck did. up Scabrous's face. He fucked so, people. So up. ultimately, I think he might have led to the demise of Scabris. Meh. uh Okay, so at the beginning of chapter forty-three, the the beginning of the end of the book. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We still are hanging out with Hestizo, who herself is hanging from a sea- from a wall that she's been climbing with her fingers. Uh, and she thinks the the wall of the li- or the ceiling of the library has shown a br- uh, bright light at her, and then also dropped a tow cable in front of her. <laughs> Estizo's not thinking too clearly. She's right a little now. messed up right now. Most of her bones are broken, and she's just surviving on raw Jedi power. Yeah. So she gets to like just take the tow cable, wrap it around herself, tie it around different bits of. She's like, "There's no way I'm climbing up this thing." Yeah. So you got to haul me in. So she ties it under her armpits. Which is great if you wanted yet another weird reference to her breasts in the book. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. yeah. She, she breasts it boobily down the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> and then titted towards the escape hatch. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it, it's not that bad. I mean, she ties this, this, this cable off under her armpits because she thinks, if I try to hold this, I'll just fall to my death in that yeah. fire down there. Uh, and then, you know, right as she gets finished tying it off, it starts yanking her upward. And as it does so, she looks around, sees the library kind of crumbling and burning around her. And then she looks up and she's like, what is going on with the ceiling of this library anyway? Oh, it was blown off a while ago. <laughs> oh, oh, I see now. Everything's been blown up. Yeah, so the, the the ceiling of the library is gone. And what she's actually looking up to into is the blinding landing lights of a spaceship. Indeed. A space car, Kamish. <laughs> <laughs> and it is... Why, her old friend Mirokaw, the spaceship. Oh yeah, she loves the Mirokaw. Ever since she was tied up in that trophy room with all the fungus and the bone-eating beetles. Hell yeah. I mean, who wouldn't love to be in there? Yeah, that's a great place. With all the skulls and beetles. Wonderful smell you've discovered. That moss and bubbling goo. Yeah. Uh, So, the Mirokaw has shown up. And uh, she's being slowly hauled up into it by a tow cable. And uh, right as she reaches the top, someone extends out sort of a hand to help her in. Yeah, a Terminator hand. A bit- from the bottom of the screen. <laughs> a Terminator hand rises up from the bottom of the screen and flips everyone off as it slowly melts. <laughs> That's what happens at the end of Terminator Two movie. So right, right, John? Right, right. John, I have a dark secret. <laughs> uh how many points did you pay for that dark secret? <laughs> I've never seen any of the Terminator movies. That's not true. You're right. That's it's not. Remotely I've seen not even close I've seen 4 or 5 of them. I've skipped the really bad ones and seen them. Oh, uh, really... did you see Genesis? Uh, I think I saw the end of Genesis. Oh, I saw Genesis. Cuz I remember a extremely plastic-looking Arnold Schwarzenegger stepping out of a machine. Fuck yeah, that was great. That's that's at the end of Genesis, right? Hell yeah. Okay, good. So, I've in theaters though, I saw Terminator 2 and Terminator 3. Ooh. Is that good enough? Sure. Uh, uh, Terminator 3, I thought, was hilarious. If, <laughs> if, well, if, it was. If not great. I loved the rumors that, at the time, when just after Terminator 2 had come out, and they were, like, discussing a Terminator 3, mm-hmm. the big rumors were that the third Terminator was going to be Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to be a genie, is the rumor I had heard. I heard it was Sinbad. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, (laughs) you remember when Sinbad played a Terminator? Yeah, Terminator 3, Kazam. it Shazam is the movie that doesn't exist? No. Kazam uh, doesn't exist. Shazam. Shazam does in Star Shack. Oh, no, wait. Kazam does. Shazam. Does. Fucking, I, whatever. It's hard who to say. Sh- yeah, who knows? I don't know. John, what are, those, what, what are those, that book about the bears, the, the, they learn lessons? The, the Berenstain Bears. Yeah, the, with the A, right? Yeah. Because we're not part of some weird cultural thing where everyone's like, no, it was the Berenstain Bears. I mean, I always said Berenstain just because that's easier than saying Berenstain. Yeah. But I knew from a little kid that there was an A there because it was a weird spelling. So as a little kid, I saw that, and I was like, shouldn't that be Stein? Huh, whatever. I didn't know anything as a little kid, because I didn't give a shit. No. Plus, the books didn't have nearly enough ghosts in them. Exactly. Yeah. This wasn't like, the Berenstain Bears meet a ghost. <laughs> meet the ghost of the old mine. <laughs> well, I mean, you would have had me at that point. I would have been on board. Yeah. And then it turns out it's actually just old man hedges. <laughs> old man hedges. And he's trying to keep people out of the old mine. because He's he- trying to keep people out of his old hedges. <laughs> Homers keep walking backwards into them. I got to put a stop to it. Ooh, (laughs) those homers. (laughs) No homers. Well, it's it's a little remembered fact that the dad of the Berenstain Bears is Homer Berenstain. (laughs) Is Homer J. Berenstain. Yeah, the J stands for (laughs) J. So, anyway, she is pulled up into the Mirokaw by the waiting robotic hand of the HK droid. Mm Mm-hmm. So the HK droid pulls her up and she's like, oh my God, what the? You're is HK droid. He's like, uh, recently, uh, d- not. Yeah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. Uh, and she's like, well, who's here? Well, And then Tulk is also there. Tulk's like, yo, I'm here. I'm looking at you. And he's sort of in shadows that you can't really see him, what's going on. Yeah, of course, because we still have the the lingering doubts of what's happened to Tulk because he got spit in the face by an infected... Spit uh, at the by, face. By by an infected Tauntaun. Yeah, he got that blood goo in his fur. He paid the extra 50 bucks to have that Tauntaun spit in his <laughs> face. <laughs> he didn't pay enough to have it spit in his mouth. Yeah, th- that that's a little more. <laughs> so... Uh, so uh, yeah, she's okay. like, wait a minute, Tolkien, if you're here, who the hell is flying this ship? Some pilot named Frode, he responds. Yeah. I don't really care about him, and I don't really know much about it. Turns out he did not just immediately murder Pergus Frode on Yeah, on- turns right. out he got into the ship and wasn't just like, ah, uh, you're dead. Yeah, because the last time we saw him, not only was there zombie blood dripping down his fur towards his eyeball, but also he knew there was someone else on his ship, and he's like, we got one more guy to kill. Yep. One more murder to doodle. The- one more angel in heaven, criminally. There's one more star in the sky. Oh, that sounds so exaggerated! I don't know what you're doing right now. That is a song from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Coat. Oh, you see, lovely. I'm not just doing the one about his coat. Oh, there's other songs. There in are the- other songs in there, and there's one of his brothers does a weird, dumb cowboy song. Mm-hmm. The like Pharaoh is Elvis hmm And it's just a real bad, stupid musical. <laughs> John, I have a dark secret. <laughs> Jeff, I have a light secret. I have never seen a single musical in my life. That's also not true. I've watched musicals with you. Every time I've ever seen a musical, or you think I know a musical because I know one of the songs from it, it's just that I know it backwards from the Family Guy parody. <laughs> That's it. I've just watched. I have a dark secret. I've watched every episode of Family Guy multiple times. <laughs> I mean, it's right there on Hulu. <laughs> who, who could resist <laughs> the siren call? Who among us on a weak and lonely night has who not watched. Who among us, while incredibly blazed, yeah. has not sat down and watched several Nothing hours. better to do than a hot and ready pizza by your side has not been like, yeah, I can cruise two seasons of American Dad tonight. <laughs> Oh that dad, he doesn't respect his family at all. Oh him. <laughs> What's going on, alien? Oh, you're basically just the baby of this show. <laughs> uh and you gotta love him. You gotta. Different baby. Ha <laughs> ha I turned it around. All the babies. Four hundred babies. Anyway. Hestizo on the, <laughs> <400 babies. laughs> anyway, Estizo, on the <laughs> ship. Oh, right. The topic at hand. Uh, So, yeah, Hestizo gets pulled onto the ship. She establishes that Pergus, who she's never heard of, is alive and well. Yeah, we get to know that Pergus is flying the ship, Mm -hmm. but they're also getting kind of fucked up right now. Oh, there's lasers, but but she's a little reticent, or, or they're a little reticent about bringing her on board. The HK droid is, at least, because... She might be zombified. Yeah, he's like, hold on, let me get a sample of your blood. I got to f- see if you're infected or not. So he extends a syringe and apologizes that it might hurt. And she's like, what, really? I have been stabbed and bruised and battered and beaten. And I, the the tiny pinprick of your needle is nothing, sir. You should see the wounds on my soft and secret places. <laughs> <laughs> but please don't. But don't, don't. But anyway, he, he draws a little blood and he's like, well, she's clean. And Tulk's not even like surprised. He's, He's just, like, Great, eh, cool. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Let's move. Uh so he goes stomping off into the ship and she goes forward to meet Pergus Frode. Indeed. And right as she gets there, she's like, Oh, hi, I'm I'm Estizo and you're Pergus Frode, and there now we now all of our, our introductions are out of the way and it won't be weird and awkward between us. Uh right then, lasers start raining down on the ship. Yeah. They are getting blastified from all corners because those uh those auto turrets that had popped up early in their in the book to blow up some zombies. Yeah, and also to chase uh Tolk and the HK droid into some cave or something. So no. we yeah. What? Yeah, no. Yeah. What? Who? What? Huh? What? I'm sorry. You're not sounding nearly T-pain enough. <laughs> yeah, because it's little John. Oh, well, I still would prefer if you sounded a little more like- do a T-pain impression though saying what? what <laughs> thank you that's that's perfect as far as anyone knows as far as anyone knows without the auto-tuning that's exactly what he sounds like <laughs> i actually have heard actually of- turns out i am t-pain I, <laughs> jeff i have a dark secret <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen or heard of t-pain i don't know what a t-pain is <laughs> oh man i uh could you, could you do the little john for me though <laughs> What? <laughs> Perfect. Again, if he isn't shouting through a megaphone or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. you know, I actually have heard T Pain sing a song like on a piano. Without oh, yeah, auto- no, without auto tune, and he's he's a good singer. He's a phenomenally good singer. Yeah, <laughs> so but he's just doing it because you know it's successful. Yeah, people like that noise. Yeah, he built a better mousetrap. Yeah, that's the way it works. I wish you'd build a better mousetrap than the game mousetrap because it almost never works. Yeah, I wish you would build a better board game called Mousetrap. Yeah, Mousetrap Two, the T Pain version, the version T Pain built. Mousetrap Two, brought to you by T Pain, and it's just <laughs> him leaning in from the side of the box with a thumbs up. And it costs like eighty thousand dollars because it's got Swarovski <laughs> crystals all over it. <laughs> Uh, Now, when you roll the die and it comes up a six, you need to open a bottle of cristal and pour it down a chute. (laughs) That's going to make the little man jump into a tub. (laughs) The tub, of course, studded with thousands of Swarovski crystals. (laughs) Uh, And that'll cause a grill to fall on a uh, dreadlock. And there you go. That's how (laughs) the game works. The ship is being shot by these lasers. (laughs) Yes, lasers. I have just desperately trying to drag this into the actual story <laughs> i've tried to uh, okay so lasers are trying to bring the ship down and who's manning these lasers obviously zombies because they've picked up the kind of zombie collective intelligence that they need to be a driving force of badness with well, or without that scabrous well i mean at this point it could just be auto targeting from the mean, lasers th- just it, as it, auto defenses it could be although the people on the ship don't think so because one of them, I think it's Pergus, is like, they're trying to bring us down. They don't want us to leave the planet. Yeah. And Hestizo, I think, is the one, actually the one who says, yeah, they don't want us to leave the planet. Like Mostly, I assume they don't want them to leave the planet because they have a working spaceship. Well, they don't want them to leave the planet because it's more non-infected things for yeah. them to get delicious at. Delicious zombies, and one of them is a Jedi. Yeah. So, uh, delicious future zombies, anyway. So, yeah, they're getting brought down. And, and their first thought is, okay, we need to make an emergency landing somewhere. What's the best place we could land? How about the roof? ...of Darth Scabrous's weird obsidian tower. Well, that's what the HK droid suggests, because he's like, that's where the controls are. If you want to yeah. shut down these lasers so we can actually get off planet, someone has to go into that tower. Yeah. Now, you know, that someone is pretty portentous, and I thought it was going to be Tulk, right? Didn- didn't Did that make sense to you? Like, It made perfect sense to me that it would be Tulk. Because he's already, he knows he's, he's not long for this world, or probably knows, we aren't sure. But it made sense for him to do it because he's the big warrior who's gruff and like I can take care of this. And I, I'm, I, 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 even though I've been nothing but self preservation the whole time, yeah, it'll be his point to be like, oh, I'm gonna turn into a zombie, but before I do, yeah, I'm gonna do this thing. Well, it, they land very badly. It turns out the Miroka has working landing gear. Who knew? Yeah, ever since it's being shot at, so I, it messes up the landing gear. It's sad, because at this point you're like, oh, you even had landing gear, but now it gets messed ever up. Ever since the part, the first part of that story where he crashes the thing on the planet for no good reason, we're like, what, does he just not have landing gear? Is he just, just oh, bad at just, this? He just always crashes the ship because he thinks it makes him look cool. He like, just doesn't know what button is landing gear, <laughs> so he crashes. He's trying to establish an interesting bounty hunter rep. He's the Launchpad McQuack of Bounty Hunters. (laughs) He he wants to be the guy that Vader points to on the bridge of the Executor and is like, you, no disintegrations, and you, no stupid crashes. Uh, (sighs) Okay, Mr. D. (laughs) (laughs) Should I take Doofus Drake with me? Yes, please. (laughs) Everyone wants you to take- Everyone, please take Doofus. Take fucking uh, Mallard- all the annoying people from the show. Yeah, just get everyone out of here. you are going to need to take Fenton Crackshell because he is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but please don't take Gizmo Duck cuz he's a real hero. We need Gizmo Duck. But take Fenton, Fenton Crackshell. Get Fenton crack- Crackshell the fuck out of here. If he says one more joke about his grandmama, I swear I'm going to punch him in the jaw. I'm not <laughs> his even sure if duck- jaw. I don't even know if ducks have jaws exactly. Sure they do. Why it's, not? It's beak. It's beak all the way down. <laughs> it's just- well, that's true of Mrs. Beakley. Hey now. Hey whoa. Ooh. Hey, hey. Ooh. Ah <laughs> e ooh ah, ah. Ting tang. Walla walla bang bang. <laughs> so anyhow, wow. Uh yeah, they they managed to land on the on the roof of the, the uh tower, but that's a bad place to land. One Las- of the weird things to me is as when they land on there, they're still getting shot with lasers, and I just keep going, how? How are they getting shot with lasers? They're on the tower. Well, I don't know if all the- I think the tower's are perimeter defenses, so all the cannons have just swung inward and are shooting at them now. No, because all the, all the uh, cannons were basically coming up out of the ground to uh, shoot. So you think, you think that they're too low to shoot the top of the tower? Yeah, I was like- if there's a landing pad, which apparently there is, on top of the tower, then how are they shooting the ship still? Oh, there's a, there's a floating mirror above the, the, the oh, tower. Oh, obviously, And yes. they bounce the lasers off the mirror. Yeah, no. Yeah, Scabrous loved to have a mirror above his tower so he could look at himself while he was doing evil projects. And boning.
1: Both. Yeah, boning
0: <laughs> evil projects. Boning his evil projects. That's what. That's why Wim Nictor came after him. Yeah. Dude is not a gel- uh, giving lover. <laughs> okay, so anyhow... Uh, they land on the top of the tower and lasers are battering them and knock them onto the side. They, they get knocked off the landing gear and as they look down at the tower, they realize that it's basically covered in every student. Oh, it is chock full! Like every nook and cranny of that tower is zombies. Oh, yeah. it is like a big zombie eclair and inside. Yeah. If you. It's just squeeze that tower. Zombies are gonna come squishing out. Yeah, it's just zombies are all over the outside of it too. It's just it's just a writhing mass of arms and and meat and so on. Kind of looks like the last boss of Final Fantasy VI or me or John. John's a writhing mass of arms and tentacles. Oh, meat and arms, meat and arms. John's yeah. just meat and arms. Yeah, he's like Mayor McCheese. Like like if Mayor McCheese was a normal human, that'd be John. Except John. Except Mayor if McCheese. Mayor McCheese was a normal human. Uh huh. Except that you don't have the wherewithal to get elected mayor of a, of a burger town i mean if there was only like 12 people in the town and the rest of them were all like "Ah, i love chicken nuggets i'd be like hey can i be the mayor and (laughs) no one would care (laughs) It's true mayor mccheese was largely a ceremonial title oh yeah i mean they had a vote no one showed up except mayor mccheese to vote for himself with one vote yeah he had the majority vote. There you go. Yeah, Ronald McDonald voted for himself as well. But Mayor McCheese has never been an incorrupt politician. So <laughs> when he was like one vote for Mayor McCheese, and uh, we can't count this one because of a hanging Chad, I guess I win. I'm it's Mayor McCheese. Ooh, that's lucky a shame. me. My name's Mayor McCheese. Luckily, <laughs> yeah. And of course, I have <laughs> years ago instituted the policy of mayors count the votes. Yeah, that's the <laughs> guys named mayor who aren't mayor yet count the votes. <laughs> John Mayer counts the votes. Louis B. Mayer-McCheese. <laughs> John, John Mayer, how many votes were there? <laughs> one for Mayor mccheese Two for Mayor mccheese <laughs> uh, I demand a recount. <laughs> so, they are on the top, they're getting blasted at, and the HK droid's like, well, fuck it, I'm the only one who can get in there, because I'm the only one who isn't meat. Yeah, so he goes down to take care of the problem. Realistically, he is the only one who could do this anyway. Oh, yeah, because, like I said, the tower is full of zombies. Mm -hmm. Like, anyone who is an actual organic being would just get eaten immediately. Also, he's the only one who knows where the controls are. He's probably the only one who knows how to use those controls. Plus, he's chock full of, like, lasers and mortars and shit. And he never even got a full name. I mean, how hard is it to give him a name? He already got him the first half. He got HK. Put Give a him 60, a number. Put a 62 on the end of put that. Put a 69 on that. Nice. <laughs> That's the sex droid. <laughs> That's the sex droid number. Yeah. Oh, man. HK69, the sex droid. Yeah. Not up until now, the sex droid's just been data. <laughs> <laughs> he is fully functional. Yeah. There is a Lady R2 unit in the, in, in the Star Wars universe called it's like HRQT or something. Yeah. And she goes by cute cutie yeah oh it's it's the worst yeah. they somehow managed to use paint to give that droid a plunging neckline even though it's just a trash can on wheels <laughs> it's the weirdest they, they gave her eyelashes and i don't even know how they, they has, she has a lipstick she's got a bow yeah it's it's insane it's the weirdest thing they managed to do with that droid it's like this basically a cylinder and we're like yeah all right let's so, turn this into a lady let's make this tawdry all right so uh hk droid goes off to heroically to save everybody and while he's doing this Lasers are still pounding into the ship, and mm-hmm. it knocks them off of the tower such that they have to, like, reignite the engines and fucking pull up in order to not just crash and die. Yeah, there's a point where, where uh, Hestizo is trying to figure out where the hell Tulk has gone off to, which is funny because Pergus Fro doesn't know who Tulk is. He's like, well, there's a whipped bounty hunter on the ship. Is that him? Yeah, there's some guy back here. I think there's a guy and a droid. I don't fucking care. I'm trying to survive a zombie attack. <laughs> I do not give a fuck. I just want to not die. Well, it's Tulk. I, I don't know. I I, I I don't know who that is. He has nasty, sexy, sweaty feet. Oh, Tulk. Ooh, Tulk. Yeah. T- yeah. Oh, okay. I noticed that. Don't yeah. you worry. I knew him from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew th- him from his fet life. I've handle. got three issues of his actual porn hollow mags. Because <laughs> that's me. I'm, I'm uh, Pergus Froud. That's one of my character <laughs> things. Actual porn hollow mags. Mm-hmm. That's the closest thing you get to real paper in this universe, unless you're a, a, a chiss. No, but I. I'm having trouble with the actual porn. Oh, as opposed to like fake porn hollow mags? (laughs) Well, some of them aren't Tulk. They're another whiphead with less stanky of feet. Who who is uh, an imposter? And then an imposter. And it's not like you can smell a hollow. So well, I mean, they use a lot of CGI to put in the stink waves. (laughs) The stink waves. Stink waves, by the way, is the name of the other whiphead they use. No, yeah, yeah. But uh, okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. He so ta- they they pull up and they're like, "Oh god damn it." And they're still trying to like keep things steady. And I, I like that his was like, "Shouldn't we uh fly back and try and get the HK droid as the top of the tower explodes?" <laughs> oh, never mind. Oh, Oh, oops. But luckily, the HK droid has succeeded in his mission. Yeah, all of the uh, lasers power down. Yeah, dramatically, they all swing towards the ship for a second, which is weird because they're all pointed at it anyway. And then they keep swinging, and they blow up the top of the tower. Yeah. Uh, The HK droid basically murders himself in an attempt to kill a whole bunch of zombies, which, hooray, success. Yeah, and I mean, at least for him, he's like, this is the way I can murder as many of these students that I hate as possible. Mm -hmm. So he got to go out how he wanted. Yeah, good for him. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so he blows up, and also the lasers power down, and now they're free to fly to space. Now, uh, at right. this point, it really is important to Hestizo that she figures out where the hell Tolk is, especially because of an important thing the HK droid said earlier in the same chapter. Ooh. You see, the HK droid said, I detect an infection somewhere on the ship. And she's like, you just told me I was clean. And he says, yes, somewhere on the ship there is an infection. Now, Pergus doesn't seem infected. No. Fergus is fine, which means it's probably Tulk. or it could be any number of the weird little living nonsense things that are. Hanging. I know I was really waiting it for to be like, oh, some of those beetles got onto a, a zombie body, ate the flesh off of it. And now you have this wave of flesh eating zombie beetles. That would have been pretty great. But we don't get that. No. And I'm really disappointed. I know uh, th- that that's a sad situation. But unfortunately, at this point, Hestizo more or less is confirmed in her own mind that Tulk is a zombie and that she needs to go deal with that before it's a problem. Which yeah. I'm not sure how, what her plan is. <laughs> no, but she's like, I need to, I need to find Tulk, yeah. you know, regardless of what's going on. So she goes wandering through the ship, and eventually she comes to that same room. That trophy room. That trophy room that she was locked up in earlier, and the plants that she accidentally grew are still on the wall, and, and uh, what she first sees is Tulk is in there alright, but he is definitely chained to the wall. He has chained himself to his own trophy wall. I like the description when she gets in there as well, that everything is very tidy, like as if someone had just gone through and straightened everything up because they were getting knocked around and blasted and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So like his final act essentially was to make sure his trophy room looked good. Pretty much just for his own death, according to his plan. Yeah. Because he has chained himself to the wall in there and he's used some sort he's got some sort of huge grapple thing he's managed to use on his own neck. So he's got basically a slave collar. Yeah. He's put a huge ass slave collar on himself and pinned it to the wall And all his arms are in chains and everything. And she comes in. She's like, oh, no. And he's like, yeah, yeah, they got me. Yeah. And, you know, looks at him and the blood indeed get in, got into that eye. And that half of his face is just messed up. Yeah. He's starting to zombo. And uh, he's like, all right. So I got spit in the face by a snow lizard. Stupid and, infected snow lizard guy. I've me. got like a giant yellow looking eye and most of my face is covered in pustules. And yeah. And he's like, All right, so uh first of all, I want you to have this. And he like shows her the broken part of his spear he's still carrying around. Yeah. Here, have the broken part of my spear. It's the it's the business part. I mean, it. it's the good part of the yeah. spear. It's not just stick. It's uh it's got it's got the knife on the end of it, so that's that's a good gift. Yeah, I mean you can still repair it at this point yeah, and make a spear. Any old broom will do the job for you. So uh, any broom will do any um, broom. Please tell me that's also from Joseph and the amazing tactical green coat. Because again, I haven't seen it. I have no idea. It is. Oh, good. Any (laughs) broom will do. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, it's any dream will do, but still. Oh, okay. How is it not just any coat will do? I mean, in the movies. (laughs) How is it not (laughs) any coat will do? Every song in that that movie should be about every song is related to coats. (laughs) It should all be coats all the time. Uh, (sighs) Yep. That's it. That's the only thing Joseph was known for. Yeah. Yeah. That's and also that's. I feel the same way about rent. Yeah, it, it should, should be, all be about coats. It should be about rents. <laughs> it should be about rents and rent checks. It should yeah, be 500... all of rent should be about amazing technical or dream coats. <laughs> yes, every musical should be about coats, really. <laughs> dream coats, dream coats, dream coats. A coat that's hard to get. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred dream coats. <laughs> that's a lot of dream coats. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you go through that many in a year. Which would be <laughs> the continuation of the song. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... I keep bumping the mic today. Uh, so she's like, oh, no. Well, we could try to save you, maybe, she says. Like she had like not just... some sur- kind of an idiot. I what the hell, Testizo? You know better. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't just start sounding grow in her own head again. She's like, ah, oh, fuck, fine. Uh, grow, 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 grow. But but he's like, all right, so here's the deal. Mazlot." She's like, What? Maslot, it's the airlock. I, I don't know why it's, I said... It's the word for, for airlock, and it says Maslot under some moss over there. Just <laughs> fucking so, push a button. So go over there, push the button, and blow me into space so I die in space, please. Yeah, and please just like, blow me into space. And of course, she has to do some hesitating shit, because this is the end of a zombie movie. Yeah, there's always that point where you're like, oh, I don't... I don't maybe but this, we can... but this one's my dad. Like, no, nothing matters. Everything is zombie. You should by the end of the movie, it, they always do this at the end, and it's weird when they do it at the end, because it's like everyone who's a survivor at this point should be completely nihilistic about this. Yeah. It's like I've been through hell already, I don't care about killing this one extra guy. But it they always do it. I love how they lampshaded it so well in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. So that, that's that's my point of reference for this scene. But but so she's fighting him. And as she's fighting him on the subject of not wanting to murder him, it turns out that this has all been a big diversion. Well, not really. She's just an idiot. He's very matter-of-fact. What he doesn't know is that there's another zombie hiding in the room. There was another infection on the ship. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's a a student with red hair and And green eyes. Piercing green eyes. One that the testizo has never seen before. Indeed. I. Who could this be? Da-da-da-da-da. Who could it be now? <laughs> so much music today. It's it's too much music. Too much. we got to scale it back. Let's scale back the music. Mm-hmm. Don't stop it, though. Don't stop the music. You no. Can't... Well, I've got the music in me. You can't stop it now. I can't. You can't stop it now. Give up. Yeah. So uh... <laughs> I've got a dreamer's disease. <laughs> the worst. Well, that's the jukebox musical I want right there. <laughs> the, new the new radicals. radicals. <laughs> Okay, so and in the movie they beat up Hanson, (laughs) (laughs) Courtney Love, and Marilyn Marilyn Manson. Yeah, Uh, so it turns out that this student is Lusk. It's Lusk! He's returned! Lusk is back and somehow managed to get out of the locked-down dining area that now, he was in. It doesn't matter that it's Lusk in the grand scheme of things. It's not like Lusk is special. He he tried to fight the zombie plague and was immediately defeated by it. No, I mean, it's not like when Scabrous was infected and he was like, I'm all fucked up and zombie weird, but I can still use my uh, Jedi Sith powers. I mean, it's not like that great scene with Jura Ostrogoth where he loses his head then picks it up and throws it like a basketball either. This <laughs> no. is this is just the shell of Lusk. But still, it's nice to see him. But Lusk, it was yeah. good because before it was, oh, he succumbed to the disease and then just wasn't a part of the book well, anymore. Because he, stu- he was stuck in a locked down kitchen in the underground. Yeah. But the thing is, the zombie collective intelligence has gotten such that they can probably unlock the kitchen. So he got out, and for some reason, he was the corpse they sent out all all this way, and now he's, he was hiding in the ship all along. It was him, Austin. <laughs> it was him all along. He was the turkey all along. Now, he, uh, it's interesting that he came all this way out here. I also like that the book doesn't say it's Lusk. They just let us At figure first. it out. They, they, do they actually say Lusk? Yes. Oh, I, I, I thought that we just figured it out from the hair color, and that was the end of that. No, there is a point where it mentions Lusk by name in this, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, fine. Yeah, there was a chance for Well, they say him a couple of times, so we know it's not Kendra. Yeah. Plus, well, she Kendra got, got chopped up. She got ripped to pieces, but that doesn't necessarily stop these zombies. How no. cool would it be to see a zombie that's just made of ripped up pieces? But that, was, sort of still that was the together. interesting thing is... He's a zombie, but he showed up and was more or less intact. Like he, when they when she describes him, she doesn't do the thing where it's like, oh, he's got two like runny eggs for eyes, and yeah. he's covered in sores. No, it's just like, oh, it's just some student. No, they mentioned he has red hair, green eyes. Like his eyes are still green. They haven't turned into yellow egg balls or something. Yeah. No, he's doing fairly well as far as a zombie goes. By Probably the way, if- because he just took it like the disease into himself rather than getting chewed on that yeah yeah and, and by the way if you suffer from yellow egg balls you should consult a doctor immediately if you have yellow egg balls for more than four hours mm-hmm. that's great <laughs> once Good you pop job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> say, but yeah he's perfectly it's because he slid his own wrists and went out all suicide glorification squad. yeah he's like what is like, this <laughs> some kind of suicide squad no is <laughs> <laughs> some kind of Doom Patrol. I mean, kind of, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I mean, a couple of us. <laughs> What's the one in uh, Marvel where it's all the the Mar- the Universal monsters? It's like the monsters by night or something. Yeah, it's all the Universal monsters. Well, it is. Yes, they, they have like a werewolf in it. It's a team. And a Dracula. It's a it's a team with a werewolf, a Dracula, a mummy, and I think uh, Swamp Thing's also on the team. Yeah, or sure. Man Thing. Man Thing Swamp Things DC. Yeah. But I forget it's it's the Monster Squad of of Marvel, and I can't remember the name. Yeah, of and Wolfman has Nards. Yeah, well, Wolfman is Lieutenant or Sergeant Wolfman or something. He's like an army Wolfman. <laughs> he's uh, he's Man Wolf. He's he's Jack Wolfington. He's J. Jonah Jameson's kid. Oh yeah, he is a werewolf, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't remember if he's that though. I think he's because he predates Spider-Man. This, this werewolf shit is like this. This, this team, werewolf shit. This team is like a World War II era comic book. Well, it's it's good that we definitely hash out what it is right now on the podcast. That's what we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm the one who can see the clock. <laughs> uh. So anyway, to get back to the moment, Lusk is attacking. Yes, and I don't, this is going to be like the fourth time they've done this thing, where Hestizo's like, how do I do things? How do I shot Webb? And then <laughs> she has to go, oh, fuck, that's right, I'm a Jedi. I'm a badass Jedi, she I thinks. forgot for a minute there that I could use the Force and do cool things. I should do that. But it's the same as every other fight where this happens, where she just, like, Gets flipped around, and like at one point, she tries to like call to Tulk for help, but Tulk's all fucked up now. No, he's screaming and, and uh, writhing against his restraints at this point. Yeah, at this point, like Lusk does the zombie scream, and like Tulk joins him. Yeah, so it's too late for. But the, the idea that she's like, oh, Tulk, I see you've chained yourself to the wall in a final act of self sacrifice. Hey, you mind fighting this zombie for me? Because I've got a wicked case of final girl. <laughs> I'm just real bad at realizing <laughs> I can do things until it gets desperate. I'm I've got a bad case of anime right now where yeah. I can't be superpowered until the end. So she she kind of fends off uh black. She fends off Lusk the zombie for a little bit. Uh, things are getting really hairy. She's getting flipped around in the ship and eventually a big this is my favorite little minor descriptor. It has nothing to do with the story. A huge cauldron of bubbling liquid fat is spilled all over the room. And now she's all slippery. <laughs> uh i mean the idea that the fat's being kept a liquid means it's super hot too but they don't oh, it's so hot they, they never mentioned that that's uncomfortable for her it's just oh now the room's all covered in slippery fat <laughs> same <laughs> john is indeed all covered in slippery fat yeah. uh he stops off before every podcast just it, rubbed yeah, down purchases a big thing a leaf lard at the local and D. <laughs> And just, just gets himself all nice and coated. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm slip-sliding around while I hold on to this bike. One time. One time after a podcast, I tried to give him a hug. And ever since then, he's been like, nope, I'm the slipperiest motherfucker alive. <laughs> <Whoop>. <laughs> he's really running a number on my chairs and carpet. <laughs> uh, so eventually, she realizes she has the force. Mm-hmm. And she's like, woo, I'm going to do flippy nonsense and kick Lusk and then hit the... Airlock button. Yeah, so she kicks Lusk, who goes flying into Tulk. Uh, unfortunately, Tulk doesn't do anything. He just screams. Yeah, Tulk is just full zombie now. Yeah, so he just gets, the two of them kind of get tangled up screaming, and then she hits the Maslot button and uh, slides through the door and watches as all of his trophy room explodes outward into space. Now, what I was wondering was, what was Tulk chained to such that he was still able to be blown into space when the airlock opened the wall the entire the entire room went off the ship the entire that b basically built his whole treasure chamber thing into an air uh, into a escape hatch or a escape ship like weird yeah he, the, she they blows the whole ship that part of the ship off of his ship huh yeah so all of like the moss and everything everything that was on the walls in there goes tumbling out the ship it, it sort of kind of explodes when it comes apart uh, so there's all these like bits and pieces of moss and liquid fat well solid fat now uh, <laughs> crystallizing in space and the two zombie bodies crystallizing and all tangled up together uh yeah and he's still chained to the wall of this i don't know it's, it must be a really bad escape pod if it opens up to space and yeah, that's what blown i was off the side i'm like but it <sighs> i think you're normally supposed to press like the whiz blat button that also seals off the the airlocks on that side before you press the maslot button that yeah because ma- it didn't seem like when she pressed the button that like the other three walls also got blown out or anything. Mm. It was just like, oh, it's like a regular airlock, but it blew off the door as well, and he was chained to the do- I don't I understand. Guess, I guess it. maybe instead of having an airlock on his ship, he took the airlock room and built a trophy case in there, uh, and then was like, oh, but sometimes in my trophy case room, I might need to vent it to space. Uh, In case, like, I don't know, my Beatles turn into zombies or something. Uh, So I'll just... Yeah, in case the Beatles turn into the zombies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Unless my Beatles get really old and become white zombies. In case my white zombie turns into Rob Zombie. (laughs) And in case we have to fight his zombie brother, Power Man 5000. Yeah, well, he's not a zombie. Mm -hmm. He's sci-fi themed. (laughs) Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) I've never seen any of his... I've just heard that When Worlds Collide song. I don't know. You know what's great, and I'm gonna go ahead and throw out the one time where I can be all hipster about music. John, do you have a dark secret you like to reveal? I got the Powerman Five Thousand like their demo tape before they hit it big. Oh, nice! Like years before anyone knew what PM Five K was, mm-hmm. and, and it was good. And I and it had World's Clyde on it. That was their one of their like, here's our demo tape, so that you know we can rock. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. As soon as they went on the radio, I'm like, I know them. That's rad. That happened to me once. Uh, uh, my girlfriend had a friend who was crew for a band. And so we went and saw them at a, at a show here in La Jolla. And, and it turned out that was Op Ivy. <laughs> You know my my fun story that I used to bother punk people (laughs) that I saw Op Ivy. I I saw Op Ivy live in San Francisco. There were like forty people there. (laughs) They're like, (laughs) that's not true. (laughs) No, um, this is a way less interesting story. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Oh, did I did I ruin it? No, no, it's fine. I didn't see Op Ivy. I I saw uh, KT Tunstall. Live, who then ah. who then got a single into uh, into radio play. But who cares, right? Yeah. Like one single. It, it, that Black Horse and a Cherry Tree song. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't even remember her playing it when we saw her. I don't remember anything she played because I didn't care and I didn't like her very much. Ah! Um, but but I, I was there and I did see it. Good. So that was my one time before they were famous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. It's not as good as your story. No. No, it isn't. No. It's not as good as my made-up story about seeing Op Ivy. <laughs> but then again, I specifically... I, I sp- love that. I specifically maintain that story as something to tell to people when I can se- when I can sense it will piss them off immensely. Oh, yeah. As That's- soon as you realize someone's like just a little too much into like weird, obscure punk stuff, and mm-hmm. they start talking about that, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, really? Well, there was this one time. <laughs> yeah. And you have, to, you have to deliver the whole thing as if you're not really sure if you saw it. They'll be like, oh, I saw a punk show once. I think they were called Op Ivy. <laughs> Operation yeah. Ivy or uh, Op Ice Plant or something? I don't know. Anyway, it was this little club in San Francisco. There, were there like, weren't there weren't a lot of people there. I left about halfway through. <laughs> I didn't stay for it. It all just sounded like noise to me. <laughs> <laughs> Cost me six dollars, six American dollars. <laughs> I spent more on the burrito I had after that. Yeah, it's just it's just the ultimate way to stop pretentious music people is the Op Ivy story. Uh, it doesn't need to be true. <laughs> Ah, okay well we got one last chapter to deal with because she heroically presses the maslot button and and saves the lives of herself and pergus frode yeah they're the only two that make it off of the planet Mm -hmm. alive yep or dead i mean those other i mean technically i think they were in space when they jettisoned sure but uh, they don't they don't make it They, they die i mean they double die well that's what i'm saying is they're the only ones who got off planet yeah Alive. Okay, fair enough. Because I, I, I was going to say off planet, but I'm like, well, technically the other two were still off planet. I mean, they made it off planet the moment they got they they took off in the spaceship. They didn't they didn't make it off atmosphere out of atmosphere until a little while later. <laughs> Those are distinctions, you see. see. John, I'm off planet right now. I'm so pedantic. I saw up Ivy. <laughs> oh, it's me. I'm Jeff. I'm off planet. <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect impression. Spot on. God damn. <laughs> now I want to hear your Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm Steve Buscemi, uh, it's me, I'm Steve Buscemi, I've been in movies, like, who's oh, gonna get <laughs> <in and> out. <laughs> <sighs> so yes, there is a final wrap-up chapter, which, God bless this final wrap-up chapter. Mm-hmm, because it features the return of a character that we were worried about a long, long time ago. One Wim Nictor. <laughs> Let's begin again. Ah, You see, this book is Groundhog's Day. You see, Red Harvest is a flat circle. Ah, Imagine four zombies on the edge of a cliff. (laughs) They jump. Now they're off planet. (laughs) That's how that works. (laughs) So every time you jump, you go off planet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, we get basically cue the music from the end of New Hope. You know the 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 trophy room music that plays, and then when, when everyone but Chewbacca gets medals, they even give one to C three PO, and they're like, all the medals say "Not for Chewbacca" on them, and do not let Chewbacca have this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that cool music starts playing, and Wall beanus is there to meet our hero. Hestizo lands, and Wall beanus is like, "Welcome back. As you can see, I'm fine. I definitely survived being stabbed by that whiphead. I was." <laughs> Stabbed up against a wall by a spear, but I'm fine. You can't keep a good penis down. Nope, a penis will always rise back up, <laughs> sturdy and proud. Usually in about 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> That's right. I was on the back to tank for a little bit. It took me a while to get back up, but this penis is back up and ready for action. <laughs> Ramrod straight with pride, I am. <laughs> That's right. The old family Venus. (laughs) All of these Benises. Just a great sea of Benises are here to join you. Hestizo meets Walbenus. He is happy to see her. And we get another surprise at the the beginning of this chapter. There's a new Murakami black orchid. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently there is some place where they are grown. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the the black orchid is like the brother of... Yeah, it's uh, the first black orchid's little brother. Yeah. So her her pod brother. Yeah, they don't get names. So it's 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 the first orchid's little brother. Yeah. Now I was kind of hoping. I don't know if John, if, if I'm alone here, uh, but tell me tell me you, tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Because okay. he, he first he just kind of goes, "Hi, it's nice to meet you. I hear you knew my sister. We have to talk about a lot of things." And she just kind of goes, "I don't want to talk to you," and, and walks back away. How much were you hoping that she immediately killed it? Oh, I thought that's what was going to happen when Beatus was like, "We got a new black orchid," and they like show it. I thought she was just going to immediately flamethrower that thing. Yeah, it's just reach out and pull it out of the ground and throw it on the ground and stomp like, on. No, no, nope, no more of these. Burn it down to the <laughs> ground. These, my dude. these are a problem. <laughs> but instead, she's just like, "Uh, nice. nice. Yeah, like, you know, You me. know, you're." Uh, your pod sister saved me mm. on my adventure. Yeah, very nice of her to do so before she turned into a hideous zombie and tried to eat me uh, a bunch of times. So well, I mean, she didn't turn into a like hideous her zombie. children did or something. Remember, there were a bunch of zombie. Well, I mean, orchids there were orchids out. that grew out of people that were weird and infested. Scabrous's orchid neck orchids did indeed try to bite her with their snappy orchid jaws. <laughs> I don't think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't think this was like Little Shop of Horrors, where like little versions of The Orchid came out and did backup songs. <laughs> no, they didn't. But a big one did come out and try to bite her, and then it joined Super well, Smash. Yeah, well, a big it one is- did come out and was like, I'm a big green mother from outer space and I'm bad. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> big green bad. Oh, man, that song is so... Oh, every. So- that's my favorite musical. <laughs> is it? It's a dark secret of mine. My- Literally, yes, that is my favorite musical. That's fine. Every, every song in it is great. There's uh, there's not a loser in it. Yeah, the 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 one song I'm not. I mean, "Sun Be a Dentist" is a phenomenal song. I'm not a huge fan of Steve Martin's performance of it, but oh, I like it. Yeah, but uh, it's it is my favorite musical of all time in terms of like replayability for me and and how much I enjoy singing along with the songs. It's it's the top. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't even know what would be come what would come close to it in my mind. Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge. I love, but I it's. It's a jukebox musical and not really a, an original musical. Yeah. So, I mean, I love it. I love singing along with it, but it's it's not the same category to me. Huh. Yeah. There you go. I mean, for me, it's it's definitely going to be Jesus Christ Superstar. That is an awesome musical. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. But come on, suddenly Seymour. Skid Row. Skid Row is- a- Skid Row is one of the best songs in a musical. I fucking love Skid Row. It's so well done. Yeah. So, so anyhow- uh yeah, she she got Wall Venus is like, "Great. Well, now you can get started working with this orchid right away." She's like, <laughs> "No. I have interesting news for you, Wall Venus. I quit. I quit you and your dumb business a thousand times. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the Jedi Academy and learn how to not be a big dumb idiot." Yeah, she's like, "I'm going to go learn lightsaber skills cuz <laughs> I feel like I feel I like, feel like I don't want to be A big, dumb, helpless idiot all the time anymore. Yeah, she's like, you know, she's that exalted character you you play. The first time you try and build an exalted character, you're like, I'm not going to do combat at all. You know what I've got? I've got craft. Mm. I've got some socialize. I've got excellent diplomacy skills, and I will diplomacy my way out of fights and and situations. And then by the time you have 150 XP in the game, you're like, I put all of it into combat. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Yep. So she... Apparently is still hanging out with Pergus Frode, though. Yeah, she's friends with Pergus Frode now. She's she found his weird skeevy uh, engineer porn loving ways uh, appealing. Yeah, he loves engineer porn. He loves engineer porn. It's his favorite thing. Yeah, he's way into Final Fantasy fifteen. <laughs> if you get my jokes. <laughs> uh, well, good. in Final Fantasy six, Sid's wearing like a fucking raincoat. Yes, like a whole body condom raincoat. It's is, true. It's just head sticks out the front. He looks ridiculous. I mean, you could do from seven. <laughs> Isn't he an old... Oh, I guess if you're talking engineers. Yeah. Because in Seven, Sid is like the professor of the school they go to, and he, he just kind of looks like Dream Daddy. <laughs> but no, Oh, no, he's, wait, no, Seven, Sid's no, seven, a sexy th- dude. I'm thinking of Eight. In Eight, he's a sexy old grandpa. Prof- he's like, an old grandpa. In yeah. Seven, he's like, uh, uh, I'm a dude, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a cool dude with a spear and a headband and a cigarette. Fuck yeah, he is. Yeah, no, that's a good Sid. Yeah. Should we rate the Sids right now, John? Is that a thing? We should, is that a thing? Well, we should stu- I think that's what this podcast is about: is should rating we, the many Sids of history. Should we haul this podcast to a to a sudden halt and rate the Sids <laughs> to a screeching halt? Mm. El Sid, <laughs> El Sid the bad guy from the the from the Tick. tick? Yeah. yeah, How does he fit into this rating system? <laughs> Number one. With I, g- I got to keep it low at that point because I can only name like two more Sids and from Final Fantasy. Fifteen, of course, has the sexy engineer one. Where she's wearing like a bikini with a with an engineer's shirt tied over it. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. Uh, but then there's f- four. He's just some dwarf. And just he built. No, no, he's not a dwarf in that one. He's the one who builds the airship. He's just a dude with a beard and some wrenches. Yeah. In one, he's a dwarf. In the original Final Fantasy, he's just some dwarf who helps who helps you out a little bit at one point. Good. There you go. There's some Sids. Good. Some Sids. Mm-hmm. Some sudden infant deaths. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Too much fans in here. Yeah. <laughs> Fan death. It happens damn it all right so she's like i quit your dumb plant planet i'm leaving marfa and i ain't never looking back marfa by the way name of the planet by the way sounds like the sort of thing your dog dies from (laughs) no it it sounds like what you call your wife in for dinner marfa (laughs) marfa get in here marfa we're having dinner marfa get in here the dog died from marfa (laughs) marfa get in here the dog threw up (laughs) we're having dinner (laughs) Uh, Luckily, the dog throws up five-star spaghetti. (laughs) Who knew? I did. That's why I bought the dog. Magic dog. I traded a handful of beans for it. (laughs) Non-magic beans, too. Just beans. (laughs) Where are we? Well, we're on Marfa, apparently. And uh, as I said, Hestizo's going to go back to the Jedi Academy. She's going to learn... To be an actual Jedi instead of just completely leaning on her ability to talk to plants. Because that's pretty much all she did. Like, she got a scholarship through Jedi Academy through talking to plants, and all the rest of her classes were just like, yeah, yeah, you get a C, whatever. Anyway, you pass. You're a Jedi. Go talk to plants. Yep. So, she is off to Coruscant with Pergus Frode, her new friend who's going to fly her there. Yep. I think Pergus is probably going to stay. Yeah. It's pretty good porn on on Coruscant. (laughs) Pretty good. It's not the best, but it's pretty good. <laughs> it's like Florida porn. <laughs> Ew. Where uh. <laughs> it's not legal to make it, but for some reason that's where the bang bus is. <laughs> uh. Alright, well there you go. Yep. There you go. That's the end of the book is Hestizo. And don't worry, John. I was talking about South Florida porn. <laughs> that's ex- North Florida porn is a mistake. North Florida porn. <laughs> Saying like Kevin Spacey. <laughs> All this North Florida porn, I can't. I can't. Sir, I cannot. <laughs> I, I shan't. <laughs> oh, heavens to mercy. <laughs> oh, my Betsy. <laughs> Oh my goodness, yeah. So okay. yeah, Hestizo quits and becomes a real Jedi, and that is the end of our book, and probably the end of ever seeing Hestizo again. No, no, she's in uh, several of the- I, I didn't talk to you about this before, but in the Young Jedi Academy trilogy by Kevin J. Anderson, Hestizo shows up as a friendly ghost who teaches everyone how to ride hoverbikes. <laughs> you know the worst part about that? hmm yeah. I would believe it. <laughs> there's, there's a part of me that's like, yeah, I see that. How do you know if there's a young Jedi Academy trilogy? There's there's a young Jedi series and a Jedi Academy trilogy, (laughs) but never the twain shall meet. Uh, Yeah, no. If you had told me, yeah, sure, that happens, I'd be like, huh, weird. Okay, (laughs) sure though. No, I don't know. I don't believe we ever see Hestizo again. But (laughs) Pergus Frod does get his own trilogy. The Pergus-Frode yeah, Trilogy. The Frode Chronicles, they're known as. <laughs> as they are known. <laughs> the, they're called Frode Chronicles 1, the Purgus Cycle. <laughs> uh, I had a Purgus Cycle once. <laughs> By Ian M. Banks. <laughs> I think we're done here, John. I think, I think I'm done. I think I've got nothing left. That's we it. are going to have one more episode, though, because we always have a final episode you need to give us. All of your questions about this book, anything you had about red harvest mm-hmm. any topics you want brought up about zombies, questions, concerns, need you to send those to us. You can either send it to uh, systemmastery at gmail dot com best way to do it yeah or, well or yeah. you can go onto to our discord mm-hmm. but just uh, you'll have to tag it. You'll have to go to the expounded universe thread on Discord, and you'll have to give it a tag of some kind. Yeah, just do uh, uh, Red Harvest. Red Harvest. Just yeah, hashtag Red Harvest, and then we can find it easily. Yeah, that makes it easier for just to dig them up and answer your questions. Once again, any questions you have about this book, the characters in the book, uh, the themes, the the Ludo narrative, <laughs> a w- win. I a word I swore I'd never say again. <laughs> He says, pulling the Ludo narrative off from the mantle of the fireplace. Yeah, my, it was my father's Ludo narrative. <laughs> I swore to live a different life, a life free of discussions of Ludo narrative. <sighs> you pushed my hand. <laughs> Zombies have pulled me back in. Ugh. So yeah, we're doing that. So one more episode, and of course next week when we reveal. Uh, the next book as well. Yeah. Good Lord, we do have to reveal the next book, don't we? I don't know what that's it is. That's right. right. we got to figure out what our next book is. <laughs> It'll be the Frodo Chronicles. Yeah, we're going to read the Frodo Chronicles. We're <laughs> reading Lord of the Rings now. Yep, that's the thing people have been asking us to do, books that aren't from the series, uh, from Star Wars. No. I mean, eventually, yes. But I right. mean, yes, eventually. Yeah, probably for like the 10th book or something. Yeah, we'll the, go ahead and do something. The very moment I give John the reins of power in Expounded Universe, he'll make us read that Star Trek meets Oh, the you're X-Men. goddamn right, I am. <laughs> like the hottest second we're like, hey, I'm going to leave it up to you. I'm like, here, I've already read it. <laughs> God damn it, I have to read a book by myself. <laughs> and they have way worse Wookiepedias. <laughs> no way, man. You get to dip from both the X Men and Star Trek Wikipedias. I'm sorry, that is—I believe amazing. the official term is Wikipedias. I'm sorry, I believe you'll find mm-hmm. all pe- all pedias are wookie, all pedias are wookie, but not all wookies are pedia. That's true. <laughs> Some wookies are media. All right, so uh, speaking of Wikipedia, bonus content is available for those of you who wish to purchase it. <laughs> Yes, uh, at the two dollar level on Patreon.com/slash/SystemMaster, you unlock the bonus content here, where we are every week diving into Wikipedia and bringing back just the dregs of dumb bullshit and lore from Star Wars about things you never knew about or never wanted to know about. Yeah, just the weirdest stuff. In a certain, you know, in some of these books, there's enough interesting s- details in the narrative for us to stick to the uh, story. Sometimes there aren't, and we just go find random things and talk about them. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get, but it's always good, and it's always about 25 to 30 it's minutes like of a, more content. It's like a box of chocolates. Yeah. But they took all the bad ones out. <laughs> so you never th- know what you're going to get, but it's good. It's not one of those, like, nut clusters. Yeah. Life is like a box of chocolates. It costs about $14 more dollars than you were hoping to spend today. <laughs> <laughs> uh there you go. There you have it. I think we're all set here, John. Uh thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the bonus content if you're into that sort of thing. The expanded expanded. Oh, if universe. you're into it. Yeah. Oh yeah. If it's your if it's your uh if it's your jam. If it's your kink. If it uh, if it unkinks your kink, then that's uh that's the way to come on if by. If it that... stinks your kink, we're into it. <laughs> come on by. <laughs> if it tickles your pickle, we want to hear you. <laughs> We done, John? Yeah, we're probably done. This. Let's let's get out of here. All right, I've been Elan Bagiano and brains.